Hey guys, my name is Nick Ricolano, author of the sci-fi novels Vengeance and Corruption. This is the first episode of my podcast series, so what to expect from me today and the episodes to come are topics covering entrepreneurship, working hard and achieving what you want, books, TV shows, and just life in general. So I was really trying to figure out what I wanted to cover for my first episode ever. And after much deliberation, I finally figured out that I wanted to cover my sci-fi novel, Corruption. But I didn't want to cover the actual story, the plot, the characters. I really wanted to delve into what inspired me to write it in the first place. So a quick backstory. Uh, corruption takes place in post-nuclear war Earth and a devastating apocalypse where the necessities of survival are stripped away from the people. And as any apocalyptic survivor would do, like me and you, uh, we would search for food and water to live, obviously. Uh, That's what the characters do in Corruption. But as this one generation comes up in a world where the bare minimum for survival is hardly, hardly attainable, the survivors still search for the quote-unquote things in life that just isn't beneficial to their survival, as a result causing detrimental consequences. So... In the book, uh, like I said, it, 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 the corruption takes place in the year 2107, 2107. So the people that are living on Earth already, you know, this is the first going on to the second generation of people. So the majority, like 99% of the people on Earth have grown up in current day apocalypse. They have not experienced uh, what life was like prior to the nuclear destruction. Uh, therefore, it's not like the people were living during the change over to the apocalyptic earth. They don't, they have absolutely no experience to the luxuries that, you know, me and you might have in life, such as a cell phone, a car or a computer. Um, you know, so this generation is fresh. They haven't experienced, you know, what life was like before the apocalypse. And, you know, I really wanted to delve into. I really thought I thought this was interesting because we do have in our media today and on television we have The Walking Dead, one of the most popular television shows ever, and especially to this day right now. And the if you haven't watched the show, I'm not going to give away any spoilers or anything like that. But the people in the show they they survived. They were living prior to the apocalypse, so they they understood that way of life. And we do see it's a beautiful thing. We do see how they how they change, how the characters change and, and, and harshly adapt to this new world without the luxuries and the commodities that they had beforehand. And that's a crazy thing to see that transformation. But I wanted to take it, I wanted to take, um, I wanted to take it from a different angle and put characters into this apocalyptic scene. Characters who have not experienced the commodities and the luxuries that pamper us. They have not experienced it. What I wanted to do as a result of that, because these characters are fresh and they've never experienced these types of things before, I wanted to show how they still evolve. And in spite of the fact that they have not, like I said a million times already, they have not experienced the luxuries that their ancestors did prior to the apocalypse, they still, you know, attain this overwhelming greed and hunger to the things that may not matter. To delve a little deeper and expand upon that fact further, our phone, our computer, our car, three things that I keep on mentioning, they're not, necess- they're not necessities of survival. They're not, nece- they're not necessary for us to breathe, to live. They're great, without doubt, but they aren't necessary. And 
because this fresh generation is growing up in the year of 2107, you know, they have finally attained after long, uh, long hardships, they've attained food and water to, to live. But even still, after they grow comfortable, they, they grow greedy and they want to take more than what they have and they want to search for that next best thing and they aren't satisfied with the fact that hey look I'm surviving I'm living I have food and water they still want more and because of that there are detrimental consequences as a result and uh, that's what I really wanted to expand on and we're soon gonna later in this episode segue into the term instant gratification and how that majorly plays a role in our society now. Technology is a great thing without doubt. I feel that it supplies everybody with the platform to express who you are and who you wanna be. Whether you're trying to you know, start a business and you put your business online, or you're an author trying to promote your books, or you're trying to start a blog, it supplies us all with the opportunity to express to the entire world who we are and who we wanna be. I feel that's amazing. Many generations do not have that, but we do. At the same time, though, because of this massive era of technology, we all expect things so soon. We expect everything so soon. And it comes to the point where because of this, you know, a lot of us grow more attracted to materialistic objects like that new car, like that new phone, like that new computer. And it comes to the point where we don't focus on forging new relationships and focusing on ourselves and bettering ourselves and working towards the you know bigger goals in life and putting our asses to work to get those goals. And I feel that, you know, as as time goes on and we still operate, you know, day to day digitally, you know, those relationships, those friendships that should be forged and, you know, that improvement that we should be working on ourselves, that it falls by the wayside. And I feel like that no matter what goes on, we still look for more. We look for more than what we have and we miss the blessings that we already have. And because we push for that quote unquote more, like I said, we miss out on what's right in front of us. And that's where the origins for corruption essentially sprouted. You know, the generation, you know, like I said before, the generation in the book in 2107, they've grown up in current day apocalypse. So they didn't, they don't know, you know, what it's like to be pampered in the luxuries that we experience now. And that's the beauty of it. Because they haven't experienced it, they still search for that more. And I'll delve deeper. In corruption, these characters... You know, they, they need to attain that mere survival, that food and that water to live, to keep that heart beating. And once they do, once they get comfortable in that one spot, they push for that more. But in their instances, because it's an apocalypse, they don't search for that new car, for that new phone, for that, for that new computer. They search for other objects, other unnecessary objects. And that's the beauty of it. I thought that if I put characters in this apocalyptic scene where they had nothing, all they had was the bare minimum for survival, they still grow greedy like we do nowadays. Once we get what we want, we look for more. I'll give you guys a quick example. I used to have a really shitty old Volkswagen for 
probably about two years. And I worked for those two years to get a new car. And I was looking at these people's, uh, everyone's new cars around me. I'm like, damn, that's a nice car. I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. And finally, when I got that new car, I swear to God, at least two weeks into having that new car, I was thinking about the next new car to get. What am I going to work for? You know, at the, sa- at the same time, it's great to set goals about what you want to get. But when you set goals that you want to achieve, you need to account for the blessings you already have and everything that you've already attained. Because if you don't, you'll never be happy. And that correlates to corruption. Once these characters have attained the mere, the mere necessities for survival, like that food and that water, they look for the, they push for more things. They push the boundaries. They poke the bear. And because they're poking the bear, consequences ensue. And as a result, detrimental consequences ensue, like I just said. So it definitely correlates to real life. And, and as I've grown up, I realized I wasn't just children who, you know, beg their parents for the new technology. Adults do too, because we are all absorbed by this technology. We all are. And that really surprised me. And that's where corruption truly sprouted from. That's where the plot truly sprouted from. I'm going to circle back and talk about kids for a second. I'm going to talk about, and I'm talking about the younger population, like ages 13 to 25. I know it's a pretty large gap, but it'll work. A lot of kids go day by day without working and expecting things because their parents reward them with brand new cars, with brand new phones. And, you know, as you go day after day, year by year, receiving these things for not doing anything, eventually, you know, you grow up through that mold and you leave your high school years, you leave your college years, thinking the world's going to reward you like it has, aka your parents. That's not how it works. You leave college expecting that you will still receive that new Jeep when... You didn't put in the work. You always got to put in the work. That's what it comes down to. Bottom line, the world doesn't owe you shit. If you think you, if you, think you deserve something, you got to go work and get that. But because society fosters this, society you know, fosters the ideology that if you don't do anything, you still get everything. Because parents pamper their kids with these luxuries. Me personally, I grew up in a considerably, not considerably, I grew up in a, in a relatively wealthy neighborhood. You know, my family, we were middle class. You know, we were, we were getting by. But the kids I grew up with had enormous amounts of money. And they received that new technology, that new phone, that new computer, that new car. And usually out of my friend group, I was the only one who had a part-time job. Nobody else did. They never worked. And yet they still had nicer cars than me. And that's the problem. They get the brand new things without working for it. And I'm not going to sit here and complain and be like, well, I didn't get it. I deserve it more. I put in the work. I work every day. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you, these kids go through, their, go through their high school years and their college years receiving those brand new things. They exit their college years ex- still, still expecting those things. 
When in reality, that does not happen and they will fall flat on their face. They will fall flat on their face, causing them to be unsuccessful. And we want successfulness. All we want is that. You put in the work, you receive what you want. But because of technology, because of instant gratification, because of receiving things at a moment's notice, it creates ch- these children, these y- the younger population rather, to want more, to grow greedy, to ask their parents for more. And this is the correlation that I'm drawing from technology and that, in- that type of instant gratification to you know, essentially begging your parents for, for a new car, for money, for blah, 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 blah. That's what I feel. And let me clarify that for a moment. Technology, like I said, is an amazing pedestal. It offers us with that pedestal to express ourselves. But if handled incorrectly, it could turn us into people who expect and expect and expect without work, 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 and work. You have to handle it correctly. You gotta own the internet. You cannot let the internet own you. And that's the bottom line. And our youth is growing up. As far as I've witnessed, my experiences, the youth is growing up expecting, expecting, expecting without working, working, working. Because they've grown up with this instant gratification. They've grown up with with the technology that allows them to hop on their phone and buy what they want and they will receive it within the next week. Or they, they go online and and they get to see the entire world right at their fingertips and that might lead them to wanting more and their parents will buy them things so what i'm mainly trying to get at is because of this instant gratification and receiving things at a moment's notice not just with technology and the internet with receiving those brand with that with that brand new car or the brand new toy or whatever at, at younger ages it stimulates the fact that you don't got to work when you do. That's the bottom line. So I'm going to be wrapping up the first episode here pretty quickly. But before I go, I want to put the disclaimer out there that these are mere observations and mere opinions that I formulated through my own experiences in life. Before I officially go, I want to tie everything back into corruption. But before I even do that, I want to touch on the fact that we need to count our blessings before we go to obtain that next blessing, before we go and obtain that next best thing. If we don't appreciate what we have now and the people and the friendships and the love and the relationships we already have, what we achieve in the future will not be satisfactory. But we won't be happy because we didn't appreciate what we had previously. Now, tying everything back into corruption... I feel that because I put these characters in such an apocalyptic in an apocalyptic scene where they had nothing but the necessities for survival, they still push the boundaries to get that next best thing, and as a result, detrimental consequences ensue. Tying this back into reality, because we don't appreciate what we have now, we go forth to get something quote unquote better, and we push those boundaries. Difference is, in reality, we have technology. We get to see what is that next best thing. Go on Instagram, you see that cool car you want. But what was beautiful about corruption and that 
fictional quote unquote science ob- that science experiment I conducted was that these characters are in this world where they have nothing but food and water to survive and to keep their heart beating. But once it was conquered, they want that better thing. And as a result, the conclusion is drawn that no matter what, no matter what surroundings we have, we grow greedy. We grow greedy. And we want more. We want that next best thing. When I personally, fe- personally feel that we, we need to accept the position we are in now in order to strive for what is better. So that's it for me on the first episode here. Uh, tune in tomorrow, December 6th, and catch me next time. And have a good night.